and welcome to the Limitless Landscapers podcast. I'm Paula and today I'm talking about how 10 years can go past super quick and do things really change. You probably want to listen to this episode if you have a landscaping business. So let's go to the show. As the founder of the Landscaper Circle and the Limitless Landscapers podcast, I am here to help you get more money, time and freedom to make your life and business truly limitless. Through my experiences as the owner of a garden design and landscaping business and through tried and tested methods, if you want help with the marketing, managing and growing of your business, then you are in the right place. If you are a landscaper, garden designer, horticultural business or a supplier to the industry, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now, let's get back to the show. I am currently sat in a hotel room in Birmingham, ready for the landscape show tomorrow. So yeah, it's pretty busy. I'm pretty excited because tomorrow I'll be meeting quite a few of you guys, hopefully. And on Thursday, I'll be speaking, which is very, very scary indeed. But it's also super exciting. And I'm even featured in the catalogue, which is exciting. I'll share that on social for you. But anyway, it was funny because I came across some meeting notes from, let me just see. Yes, I'm sat on the sofa. From the 7th of October, 2013. And it's some meeting notes from Aura Landscapes. And I found it quite funny and I completely stumbled upon these by chance, but I found it hilarious because the points on there are still relevant now. So it makes me think, have we really developed and changed as a company in the last nine years? Now, I know we absolutely have. I've shared with you the ups and downs of the business and the journey we've been on. If you want to know more about that, you can come see me at the talk on Thursday, or you can check out the first episode of the Limitless Landscapes podcast. But essentially, it got me thinking, like, what the hell? It's all the same old stuff. So if I go through it, I'm reading off the document now, but it's getting work finished on time. Should we have schedules and job sheets? It is working smarter, not harder. So planning your day better and getting the labourers to collect materials rather than the skilled people. I mean, they're just the general points. Then it goes on to talk about moaning and not having receipts or invoices because we can't claim the VAT back. And then we're looking at job references. Do they even put them on anything? We need it on every invoice and every receipt. Keeping the vans clean smashing the vans up <laughs> getting to site on time now i don't know about you as a landscaping company all of these come up all the time i mean most recently we've had a complete wing mirror smashed off the van again by one of our guys which obviously costs money and it doesn't look very professional when you're rocking up in a nice van with no wing mirror on it only one of two and also cleaning I mean we've still got the same thing I don't know about you guys but does this just not annoy you like immensely it's annoying me massively because looking at these items that are on a meeting from nine years ago they are still items that are going to be on this meeting 
that we're going to be having next month. So I don't know what the answer is. I don't know whether what how we can change things or people, but I wonder if you have the same issues. Do you have the same issues of your team smashing your vans up or tools? Do you have the same issues of them not keeping the vans clean, tidy, and professional looking? Do you have them not putting, you know, references on on invoices and stuff and collecting the receipts that you can actually claim the VAT back? I mean, these are things that have clearly been going on for nine years for me and they still go on now. I mean, yes, definitely they've got better. But how do we manage? How do we keep going forward when the same old stuff is cropping up? And I think the only thing I can offer you at this stage is to communicate because what I failed to what I have failed to do over the last nine years is keep a record so ultimately should this thing carry on you then have the opportunity to you know discipline them discipline the staff or get rid of them if they're the worst offenders whatever it might be to suit your business but I have been guilty of not doing that and the second thing I haven't been I have been guilty of that I haven't done is to have regular meetings and speaking to a couple of TLC members this week and last week, the importance of regularly communicating with your team is invaluable. I can't even stress how important it is to carve time out to communicate with your team, not just what you expect of them, because that is a really important thing. So you need to set out your expectations of the team. So going from that meeting in 2013, the expectations I had of my team were that they would leave the vans clean. They would try their best not to smash them up, the vans up, that is. And they would put job references on any invoice and receipt that came into their hands. And I think setting the expectations is really important. And now I would add another one into that. I would add in the fact that I would expect them to know how long a job was expected to take so that they could manage their time and know that they're not costing the company money. I would also probably expect them to have a certain level of professionalism with what they're wearing, how they're dressed, how they speak to clients and how they treat the property of the business. So tools and vans and stuff. But essentially setting expectations is really key. I've talked about it in regards to customers. I've talked about setting expectations with customers and taking control of a client effectively. But we also need to set the expectations and take control of our teams as well, because so many of us allow our teams to control us to some extent, particularly if you work for my husband, he's the nice one of me and him, as you can imagine. And sometimes it can be where he is seen more as a nice guy, a friend, he's on the tool somewhat. They feel like he won't ever tell them off. And it's kind of true. but. If we did implement regular team meetings, I think they'd find out that Mike isn't as happy or as laid back as they think he is. So it's kind of first thing is setting the expectation. Then the second one is actually setting aside the time to have regular meetings. Now, as you can probably imagine, that meeting in 2013 wasn't a regular meeting. It was very ad hoc. So nothing was followed up. So essentially, we didn't have one in November to follow up on the issues of October and so on and so forth. So 
effectively, am I surprised that nothing has really changed over nine years? Probably not, because we still don't set aside time now. And this is something that going forward, we are 100% on the same on the same wavelength, on the same page, myself, my husband, we are now implementing regular team meetings with the key players. So the key landscapers, the team leaders that are heavily involved with making sure that jobs are done on time, um, in budget and to a certain standard. So we are having regular team meetings with them now. And the difference will be that these meetings will be logged. So we will have reference, like we will have notes to reference to. So I will note down what we've spoken about and what the actions are. And then the following month, because I do, I do think a monthly meeting is key. I mean, if you could have a weekly meeting, that'd be fantastic. But most of us don't have time to do that. And then, you know, you can follow that up. If you've made some rough notes, it doesn't have to be professional. Just make some notes and then come back to those notes in the next monthly meeting to see if anything has changed. Because to be honest... I don't want you guys to be here in nine years time finding some meeting notes and laughing at the fact that nothing has really changed in regards to the items that are on the meeting notes. Now, my business has changed considerably in nine years, and I'm not suggesting that your business won't change. What I'm suggesting is the staff, uh, the staff interest or the, the issues that you have with your staff won't change unless you address those issues. And stay on top of them I mean the problem is it's like having children there's no consequences if the vans aren't cleaned there's no consequences should they not you know if they get the job done on time or not there's no consequences either way so it's kind of thinking about that as a business owner do you offer incentive schemes do you think that would work for you could you keep on top of it could you you know keep on top of the job costing sheets to see how profitable each job is and why. I mean, did you underprice it, overprice it? Did you, you know, just underexpect what your team could do or overexpect what your team could do? It's all about test and measure. As I've said in many podcasts before, it's all about testing and measuring, particularly your marketing, but also it's testing and measuring how you are doing and how your team are doing. So seeing if the job costings match up, seeing if you know, the output of your team matches up to what you expect and things like that. So that's quite important as well. What else was on this meeting sheet that I can share with you? Um, so moving forward, I even put this on moving forward. We work together or you choose to leave. I love that. That's exciting, isn't it? I don't know if anyone actually chose to leave. <laughs> they just chose to work together nine years ago. You agree to the above. And then my final point was ideas on a Christmas party. So not all bad news there. But essentially, I don't think I actually follow through on a lot of that. I might have done. Um, it was nine years ago. It was a long time ago. But effectively, I thought I'd share this in a podcast because one, it, it's a real life story. It's, it's my life, my business. And I like to share these things with you so you don't make the same mistakes I do. So you can open up that level of communication with you and your team. You make sure it's consistent, just like your marketing. And you make sure that you follow through on any you know, actions or goals that you've set in that team meeting. And you help, you hold your team accountable for things. So not just finishing jobs on time, but making sure that they create the professionalism you want through a clean van, turning up on time, being smart and prepared. You know, it's down to you as a business owner to make sure this happens. And I don't blame any, any of my team for not complying, for 
doing any of those things that was brought up on that meeting that day. I blame myself because ultimately, as a team leader, as a manager, it's your job to get the best out of your employees, to get the best out of your subcontractors, to get the best out of the team that you are leading. And it's ultimately your business. So it's it's in your best interest to make the team work as best as it can and to be as profitable as it can. And to do that, you really do need to communicate effectively, to communicate consistently, and to make sure that any consequences are set out and actually deployed as needed to ensure that the teams stick to what you want to do. So whether that's sticking to schedule, whether that's making sure the vans aren't damaged, tools aren't damaged, stuff like that. I mean, I have deducted money from people who have been consistently repeated, yeah, repeat offenders really in breaking tools or vans and stuff. I have actually deducted money and actually that has been a high enough consequence to them for them to really stop doing it or to actually think about what they're doing before they just blindly go about their business and not care about whose stuff they're breaking or damaging. So I urge you, this podcast today is just to urge you to think about in nine years time, will you still be saying the things that you said now? Will you still be not leading your team effectively because you've decided not to follow through on things or communicate effectively? I mean, like I say, things change, businesses change, management changes, team changes, but essentially we all need to step up. We all need to be managing our teams effectively and being consistent with communication. So I, for one, am booking in a team meeting for October. I might do it on the 7th just so that we can do a (laughs) nine-year anniversary of that meeting that I shared with you today. But like I say, if you need any help, with anything to do with growing, managing, starting your landscape and your garden design business, get in touch. Info at thelandscapercircle.co.uk. I'm at the Landscape Show now from from tomorrow opens Wednesday and Thursday over at the at the NEC in Birmingham in the UK. So please come see me on stand E7 if you want to chat. And like I say, follow us on Instagram at the Limitless Landscapers Podcast and at the Landscapers Circle to see what we're up to, to see how we can help you. And yeah, give us a shout if you need any help. So hope you've enjoyed this podcast a bit off the cuff in a beautiful Ibis Styles hotel room. And yeah, give us a five-star review if you've loved it on Spotify or give us a review on Apple Podcasts if you've loved it. Help us get in front of more and more landscapers, designers and horticultural businesses like you. So I will see you next week with a bit of a rundown of how this show's gone. And yeah, please do wish me luck for my talk on Thursday on stage. I'm actually classed as a seminar which is very exciting and equally scary. Yes, and I hope to see you at the Landscape Show or I will speak to you again in a week on the next episode of the Limitless Landscapers podcast. See you later, guys.